0: What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes. If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello everybody and welcome back to the 10,000 podcast where we want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. My name is Sawyer Trapp, and I'm our associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver, and I'm joined, as always, by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you have joined us today for this podcast. We just love being able to chat with you wherever you are, if you're out on a jog or sitting on the pot or (laughs) whatever you are. Hey, maybe you're putting up your Christmas lights this week. Wow. Might be a little early, but... But, but you're going for it.
0: I think a lot of, I, I've seen a lot of people posting online that they're doing it early, that they're like, it's been a rough enough year, putting up my Christmas decorations when I want.
1: Yeah, have you put yours up? I have not, no. I'm thinking about doing it this weekend. You think so? Yeah, yeah. We, we needed a new Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. We got rid of our old one, so I just ordered a new one. So I got that coming nice. this week. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking about putting up the lights this weekend. We'll see how the weather is.
0: I think it's supposed to be pretty nice. But
1: that's good. It needs yeah. to be nice enough to be up on the roof. Yeah, that's, right. that's all that matters. Um, But wherever you are, if you're listening to this, putting up your lights right now, going on a jog, um, eating sushi, whatever you're doing, we're glad that you're allowing us into your life um, Mm -hmm. so that you can take God into your life, into all those 10,000 minutes. Um, So what we're talking about this week is based on our message this last Sunday. We started a new series Mm -hmm. called Untangled. If you haven't had a chance, please go back and listen to that message before listening to this one. That message was called Looking Good. Yep. Looking good as we're looking at these different um, ways that the fears and worries of our hearts are pulling us and getting us tangled up in the world. And it just tangles us up in these worry after worry. And this first one was this this fear, really, of, of not looking good, not impressing other people. Mm-hmm. We have that desire to to look good in the eyes of other people, and that can really tangle up our hearts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, it really hit me, this message. As it as we talked about a little on the podcast, as an Enneagram 3, mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I was convicted that I, I so much focus on looking good in front of others instead of, as your big idea said, allowing myself being transformed by God on the inside. Yeah, if yeah. somebody doesn't see it, does it even count? Right, right. right. That's sometimes
1: what, what <laughs> our... Modus operandi is. But, yeah, we've got to change that because God wants us to be clean on the inside. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had some harsh words. I mean, These are harsh words. If anybody just thinks of, like, this this nice little Jesus carrying the <laughs> lamb from, like, their flanograph moments as a child, like, Jesus brought it. Mm-hmm. Like, he brought it harder than a lot of sermons— even the Helen Brimstone preachers, you might imagine, Jesus brought it in certain situations to certain people. And it was the religious leaders who were telling everybody, look at me, follow me, do things like me, Mm -hmm. do what I do, or sometimes even just do what I say, not what I do. Mm -hmm. But Jesus had the harshest words for those religious leaders, and that would include Sawyer and I, as we're talking right now. And if you're listening, this probably means you're really trying to follow Jesus as well, so these words, I think, can land. On your heart as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we see in the passage, is we see Jesus really speaking some really honest truth to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. These people, uh, one of the individuals invited him over for dinner, He doesn't wash his hands, he's not doing the, uh, the religious hoops that they want him to jump through, and then they ask why, and then he just lays it out.
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, like, what this dinner would have been like.
0: Oh, so awkward. like, hey, Jesus, you want to come <laughs> over for
1: dinner? I got this great meal planned for you. All my buddies are here. Mm-hmm. Jesus like, oh, by the way, like, before dinner even starts, like, he didn't wash his hands. So this is at the very beginning. Jesus mm-hmm. is just laying into these guys. And then it says they went out. So they would have probably eaten the whole meal after that. Wouldn't you just sat there in silence? Like... Looking at this Jesus... I mean, this is like the worst dinner party ever, right? Yeah. For those guys who had attended it. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe the best, because they needed to hear it. Maybe so. Um, but as we were doing it, Sawyer and I were talking about this passage last week, and there's a lot in there. Packed yeah, in there. Um, I very quickly moved through this passage to look at the three different ways that we try to look good, to look righteous, to look generous, and to look important. Mm -hmm. And then I jumped to the three ways that we have blind spots in our lives. So we try to look good on the outside, not even realizing we have these glaring blind spots we don't see. And it was one of those blind spots that we wanted to kind of dive into a little bit more today.
0: Yeah, uh, it was the first one, actually, this idea of being um, unhelpful. And this comes from uh, Luke 11 um, in verse 46. It says, Jesus replied, and you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift even one finger to help them. So Matt, in your message, you kind of summed up this blind spot as being unhelpful, that not... That putting these burdens on people, even though I said they're harder to carry, that the Pharisees at a basic level were trying to do a good thing. They were trying to promote righteous living in the people to show them how to follow the the laws that God had outlined. But what Jesus calls them on, why he says, woe to you, is because they're making these really hard burdens. They're adding a bunch of unnecessary hoops to jump through. And most importantly, that they won't even help Others with them, that they won't even lift one finger to help them, the the regular people, the people that are putting burdens on to actually become more righteous, to do the things that they're outlining.
1: Right, Jesus says there's a very similar message that Jesus gives in Matthew 23. Yeah. It's it's more extended, even harsher.
0: <laughs> I would say yeah. if
1: you thought this wasn't intense enough, and in there in Matthew 23 four, it says they tie up heavy. Cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move Mm -hmm. them. I think one of the interesting things about this rebuke is Jesus is not saying the loads are bad necessarily, though they're cumbersome. It seems like they're probably excessive and extra, but he doesn't say in themselves they're bad or terrible. Like, how could you ask somebody to do this thing, or how could you teach someone that they should or shouldn't do that thing? But what he's saying is that you're doing that, but you're being unhelpful. Right. Uh, You're being unhelpful. Can you think of any like examples that maybe come to mind with with
0: that? Like not being helpful or like a a cumbersome load? Yeah, Yeah. like Um, a
1: religiously cumbersome load.
0: Like calling people not to engage or watch certain types of TV or movies or all that sort of stuff. And then just leaving them out and be like, okay, go give your life. And I, when I think instead of that, we should say, well, maybe that's not the best thing that you could be watching. Here, I'm going to watch this with you instead.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Uh, I,
1: I, I've i heard even harsher than that. Oh, sure. It's yeah. like it's not even don't watch rated R movies. It's don't watch movies or television ever again. Mm. Like Because TV is destroying your life and sucking away all the hours a day. What the average American watches like five hours of television. Now it includes your phone, whatever, you know, a day, like five hours, that's wasting so much of your life. So don't watch any TV ever again. It's like, okay, that (laughs) seems like a pretty big burden because I have this habit of like my life. This is how I unwind every day. What do you mean? I can't watch any TV. Like there's nothing good on there. Mm -hmm. So that could be a heavy burden for someone. Sure. Don't watch any more TV. Someone loves music. I remember the big thing when I was a teenager was at youth group, bring in your devil music CDs, and we're going to break them and burn them. There was a church down the street that literally had people bring in music. People bring in Pokemon. I don't don't know. You were like, the Pokemon dolls and burn them. I love Pokemon. (laughs) Do you? Well, love. It's probably past tense at this point. It's like, oh, okay, it's an active thing. But yeah, this is the thing. It's like no more video games, no more music. Like you can't listen to any music except like Christian pop. I'm like, "Mm, okay, is that really my jam? I'm not so sure. Um, But like that's like get rid of everything. Um, And that can be a really challenging thing, Mm -hmm. even if it could be a helpful thing. It's like it's not not wrong to say, Hey, this music was evil and filling my mind with terrible thoughts Mm -hmm. because heck we've we've all heard tool. Okay, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) No. There is
0: music that has some pretty
1: awful lyrics in it, right? Oh, yes, 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm ragging on Tool, even though they have some good instrumental stuff. But but the point is, like, okay, th- there is some things that can be negative in your life. Take every thought captive, you know. Yeah, 100%. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, think about such things. We know that these are scriptures to think about things that are good and not things that are evil. Mm-hmm. But to say get rid of them completely can be a very heavy burden for people. Right. So as we're thinking about this, especially building on last week's message on um, the multiplication mindset, if we're all supposed to have one person that we're helping, mm-hmm. so think about now that one person that you're helping. Hopefully, since last week, you've picked somebody. you picked somebody. You've been praying about it, and you yep. think, okay, I could help this one person. Mm-hmm. And if you want some suggestions, I got some people for you. <laughs> I will connect you with people in our church that are like, hey, I could, I'd love to have somebody that knows a l- even just a little more than me, that could talk me through some of the stuff. I'll, I'll hook you up with somebody, okay? <laughs> but you're thinking about this person, and you can see some is- issues in their life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, It's a lot easier to see their issues than your own. I, right. I, I get it. That's that's what we're great at. But what do we do then? How, how do we not be unhelpful, like Jesus said? We don't want to be like the, the teachers of the law. We don't want to be like the Pharisees. We actually do want to be helpful. We see there's a problem. How do we get them out of it without burdening them with something that is cumbersome
0: i I think it's all about how we approach that conversation of uh, confrontation okay i think it's really easy to come at someone depending upon the severity of the issue and say okay here's why you're an awful person and Mm -hmm. this is all the things that you're doing wrong and just lay it out boom 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 and say okay i've I've made my peace i'm done i'm moving on but that's exactly what this verse is saying not to do right Those conversations should be ones of trying to move that person from the things that they're doing to what God is calling them to do. A conversation of saying, you know what, maybe that's not the best way of doing things. Or, hey, I don't even know if you realize that that is impacting your faith or that maybe it's impacting your kids or your relationship Mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever the situation may be. And then the conversation doesn't stop there. That's actually the beginning of the conversation. And then the question I think that we all need to be asking is how... Can we make the situation better?
1: Okay, that's great. That's how great can question. we make yeah.
0: the situation better?
1: Yeah, you're saying how can we do, do this? How yeah. how even how can I help? How can I help? You, yeah. So the the approach that you have to this conversation can completely change things. Hundred percent. The tone you use, the words you use when you say these things. You know, I think another thing that can be really helpful question is, okay, there's one thing to think: Does this person need to know this or mm, change this behavior mm-hmm. in your life? But the the next question is is now the right time, is now the right time. So if you think of of faith being a journey, Mm -hmm. you're getting to a destination. So the destination is to become like Jesus, okay, like Jesus. And and then you look at where the person is now, there's a long ways to go, right? (laughs) But you're asking them, hopefully, to take a step. Mm -hmm. I want you to take a step. I'm going to encourage you in this step. I'm going to lead you in this step. I'm going to teach you through this step, and I'm going to be there to help carry you through that step. You're not asking people to go 100 miles ahead like that. Right. A lot of times we want people to come to the realization or have become as mature as we are in this moment, even though it's taken us years and years and years Mm, to get where we are. That's such a good point, yeah. So just because where you are may be more mature, a better place, healthier, you've got to think, wow, this person's not there yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, My daughter is three and a half. She's almost (laughs) 24, right? If I expect her to know calculus, that's not a bad expectation. It's a bad expectation for right now. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time she graduates high school, potentially, yeah. she could know calculus. I mean, she'd be even better than I was. I, high <laughs> I, I don't know She's how I smart. got through calculus. She's pretty smart. I think she could yeah, do but it. But a three-and-a-half-year-old, probably not. Hmm. Like, if we can get her to count to 20, I'm going to be thrilled. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? Like, that's great. Yeah. Working on it. Yeah. We're we're getting to eleven Z's in there. There you, you go, know, we're, double and digits. We got, a, we got it to the there eleven Z's, and some of the teens get a little sure. distorted sure. in there. But you know that's my goal right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to help her get there, and it's hard, and she doesn't want to sit still, you know. But but you can teach her another thing, and and then she gets it. And the next day you come back again. Let's try it again. Let's yeah. try it again. And encourage. Oh my gosh, you got to fourteen today, right? <laughs> you cheer them on, even though like yeah. the goal is if the goal is calculus. Wow, they've got so long to go. What an ignorant immature little child. Yes, that's yeah, the point,
0: yeah. okay? But our job is to help a person along. Right, and I think going off that is that you can't get to calculus until you know how to count to 20. Yeah,
1: yeah, you do. Yeah, And so you want them to just take the next step. Learn the next thing, okay? Don't expect them to be where you are right away. Mm-hmm. One way that I have seen this a lot with Christians is... Um, I don't know what the right word is, theological accuracy, biblical accuracy. Mm. Um, we, we maybe have learned something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and here's this preacher, or here's this worship band, or this church, and they have things slightly off. Sure. You've learned enough, you know that biblically they've got it wrong. That whole denomination has this thing wrong. Okay, you have learned that and discovered it but then you see someone else who loves this preacher, mm, who yeah. listens to that band all the time, who is following that church on social media, mm-hmm. and instead of realizing, okay, you know, look, maybe they need to grow to be more theologically accurate <laughs> and biblically sound and all that stuff, and thinking this is a process, you say right away, no, that's demonic, mm. that's evil, don't have anything to do with that worship band. Even if your church sings any of the songs from that like, so you may be right. You may be right that that worship band, that preacher is a little off in their mm-hmm. theology. They don't have it all together. But to for this young baby Christian who is really starting to grow under this preacher, they've been listening to their podcast right. every week. I mean, this is a major step for them in faith. Yes, their theology might be a little off, but how are you going to approach that? I think mm. this goes back to the approach. So that you can get them, yes, to grow in their theology, but not to burst their bubble, blow the things up, and make them hate you, in the process
0: right yeah I, I think especially when we're new in our faith or we're, we're finding something that's helpful to grow in our faith that so much that of that growth is kind of tied up into that thing that we're doing maybe it's where um, we joined a community group or we're listening to a new podcast or we've heard one a song from a worship band that really connects to us and if that thing is burst if it's destroyed if you, your community group falls apart or if the, the preacher that you're listening to the podcast on maybe doesn't have the, the best theology, is that the growth also goes away with that? Mm, it can. It can. Yeah, it, I, I feel like that's that. Ha- I've seen that happen before, where there'd been like, okay, well, if we get rid of this thing, it might stay for a while. It might waver, and then eventually, you ultimately take that step backwards.
1: Yeah. So you may have been at the place where you are theologically right. You mm-hmm. have figured it out. This person is wrong. Yeah. Okay. And if you can even get there, I mean, maybe. But say, <laughs> say you have gotten there. Yeah. Just by. Poking holes in that, you have destroyed a young Christian's mm-hmm. faith. I've, yes. I've seen that yeah. happen. Like you've said, that it's like, oh, why did you have to say that? This person was growing and they were going along, oh, you listen to that preacher, that preacher's terrible. Right. That little offhand comment can destroy someone's faith if that was the one preacher that they really loved and they mm-hmm. were listening to.
0: Now that's not to say that theology doesn't matter, that correct theology, that biblical accuracy doesn't matter. Those things matter. And I think it, it circles back to what we kind of been, this theme that we've been getting at is that how you approach that situation, the questions that you go in with, mm-hmm. your, uh, uh, your attitudes, your emotions, they all matter too. Because ultimately the, the aim is for you, if you are correct, to help that person in their theology, in their biblical accuracy. But we don't want to destroy their growth in the process.
1: Yeah. So how can I help this person take a step?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. They don't have to be perfect tomorrow. They don't even have to be perfect in this area of their life. Okay. Another way to think about it, too, is there's different areas. So going back to the analogy of my daughter and her yeah. education as a kid, <laughs> right? Str- say she's struggling with math. Mm-hmm. She's struggling, can't get to the teens, like just can't get past 14. Day after day, we're working on it, mm-hmm. just getting nowhere. Sometimes this happens with a young Christian. It's like, man, I keep working with them on their prayer life. I'm saying, hey, let's pray together, and they're like, I can't pray. Or, hey, let's read the Bible together reading, reading, and read and read, and I can't understand it, or I can't even get myself in the habit of it, Right. right? instead of like beating this person up because they can't get this one thing right mm. sometimes it's helpful to say hey let's try something else okay if you're not excelling at this right now let's try something else okay mm-hmm. let's go uh, together to go serve at Denver Rescue Mission and serve a meal uh, acts of service like that's a great way to grow in your faith people you have someone develop that heart of mercy and compassion for people who are needy mm-hmm. like that's a huge step of faith even if they don't love reading the Bible yet. Yeah. Okay, so it's okay to say, hey, my daughter doesn't have math yet. Let's try reading. Oh, wow, she's really excelling at reading. Okay, let's kind of work on that for a while, work on that, and then maybe we can come back to math. At mm-hmm. some point. We do want you to be, have a well-rounded education <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> yeah. right? But if you're hitting some roadblocks somewhere, that's okay to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That would be a helpful way of doing it mm. in the Christian life. Yeah. That'd be a helpful way of doing it. Um. And I think this is so important. You know, Galatians 6 2. I feel like I've quoted that a lot in this podcast, but Galatians <laughs> I think 6- it just
0: really ties in with the idea of the 10,000. It, it does. Yeah.
1: Carry each other's burdens mm-hmm. and so fulfill the law of Christ. Right. You don't put a burden on another person unless you're going to be there to carry it along the whole way. Right. And that is so true. Don't go in there, you rebuke, tell them the truth, get out. Mm-hmm. I just had to say my truth. <laughs> speak your truth. I just had to speak my truth. Okay, no, no, no. You have gone in there, dropped the bomb, ruined their life, and left. Yeah. You have been the teacher of the law, the Pharisee, the unhelpful person that Jesus is calling out. No, no, no. If you're going to do that, you also have to have to follow through to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to encourage you if you do that, because you may be thinking, oh, I can't believe my sister did this. I can't (laughs) believe that this person at church would do that. Oh, my gosh, they posted that online? Mm. What were they thinking? (laughs) If you're thinking that at any point, then you are thinking, maybe I should go talk to them. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast, how to do that. Mm -hmm. But think, am I going to follow through? Am I going to follow through and actually help them to grow and change and, you know, Go through all that stuff because we've got to be helpful. Yeah, we've got to be helpful.
0: Are we helpful in all these things? Question for you that I think we ought to talk about, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of as I've heard responses from our community groups talking about this multiplication mindset is that a lot of us as Christians don't feel that we're far enough ahead to help somebody else. Yep. That we don't have all the answers, we're ill prepared, we feel underqualified, we're not equipped. And this seems like even more like it's not we're just helping somebody follow Jesus, but we're carrying their burdens. Yeah. We're getting into the mess, into the dirt, into the grime of other people's lives. When, to be honest, like I still got a lot of dirt and mess and grime in my own life. Like, sure. If we're going to if we're going to really live into this, like, are we ready?
1: Uh, no, uh, I don't think we're ever ready. And therefore, we're always ready. Okay. Okay. You're gonna
0: have, you're gonna have to explain that because a lot of people just had a, a bit of a heart attack when you said no, and they're like, edge of their seat. If you're thinking about it, you
1: still have too much sin in your life. You've got all sorts of issues. I mean, hopefully on Sunday, raise some new ones. <laughs> right. That's what Jesus does. He convicts your heart, and you yeah. find even more areas of sin in your life, uh, more areas of immaturity or lack of knowledge. But so nobody has ever arrived at the point where they're ready to t- teach and train others. But if you have taken a step in your faith, mm-hmm. one step, you can help that another person take that step at least. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to train them about Trinitarian uh, theology and, um, <laughs> and figure out all the ins and outs of, of, of that. But you can perhaps say, hey, I was baptized. Are you interested in it? Let me talk you through why I decided to be mm-hmm. baptized. Boom, you've helped someone take a step in faith, potentially. Yeah, You've helped them move along, and, and you're part of that multiplication mindset. So just think, have I taken a step? I can help another person. When I Last week, I was talking about starting to meet with guys in college mm-hmm. that I would pass on what I learned. I was doing this and passing on the things that somebody was tra- teaching me, <laughs> right? I'd like, w- learn it one week, pass it on the next <laughs> to the next person. But then I remember one of these guys, I was a... Uh, I think a sophomore in college, maybe a junior. And this guy was a freshman that I was meeting with. His name was Matt, too. And one day Matt asked me, like, hey, do you tithe? (laughs) That's what everybody fears, right? Getting called out. Because I did not give a dollar to the charge of that. Nothing. Maybe, I was the guy that maybe if I had something left over at the conference and they've been guilting you for 30 minutes, I might fork over the $5 cash I have in my pocket. Maybe. I was broke, okay? Sure, but I used that as an excuse because I did have some income,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I but I gave nothing away at the time. And he said, do you tithe? And I was like, Ugh. just like I had been found out. I was a fraud. I was a failure. How could I be teaching another person how to follow Jesus mm-hmm. when I was not following Jesus at all with my money? Mm. Zero obedience in the area of money. And so I was just like, what do you do at that point? Do I go listen to a podcast? Well, I couldn't at the time. There was no such thing as podcast. Go listen to a sermon on money. Go read a book on money. I could have, Mm -hmm. but I knew I wasn't going to do that (laughs) because I wasn't that quick. I didn't know what books to read. I I knew nothing. Like I was the baby of babies when it came to money in my faith. So I said, well, do you? And he's like, yeah, I do. And I heard a great message uh, on tithing at my church on Sunday. I was like, okay, how about the next time we get together next week, you teach me about tithing. Mm. And he taught me, and he challenged me, and I was like, okay, that was actually really good for me to have him challenge me and teach me about tithing. And I would love to say I started tithing that week. It took a little bit longer before I really got there, but it stuck with me. So I would say it's okay not to know everything. The other thing, so I had a great uh, call a couple weeks ago with someone, and she said, hey, I started Someone in our church, you know, I, I met this this girl. She isn't a believer yet, but we were becoming friends, and I'm starting to have some faith conversations with her. Sure. But she brought up this thing, and it was like a huge question, right? Oh, a huge wow, okay. theological, philosophical question. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let's talk about it. So she had called me, and we talked about it. I sent her an article to read. We talked through it too. Mm-hmm. So she can take that now and teach somebody else. Okay, you don't have to know everything. You can even say, hey, I don't know— but I'll check and I'll find out. In fact, somebody just a few weeks ago asked me a question that I did not know. There you go. Like I could have guessed and made something up in the <laughs> moment, um, just BSed it. But I didn't. I was like, you know what? I don't know. Let me track this down. I'm doing some research and we'll get to back together here in a few weeks. And that's, that's what I did. And I hope I was helpful then after a few weeks. I called a few people that I thought might know answers. I did some research on my own and then I passed on what I learned. So you don't have to have it all figured out. Hey, I got an idea, Sawyer. What's that? If somebody's having an issue like that, maybe they should email us. There you go. Hey, guys, we are here to help <laughs> you help others follow Jesus. That's right. No, no, seriously, like send an email to Sawyer or, or myself. Um, these emails take me a lot of time. I really think through it and mm-hmm. pray through it what yeah. I'm going to say, and I try to send you stuff so that you can learn too. It's not. I'm not just f- feeding you the answer so that you can kind of figure it out on your own too. But I will do that for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sawyer will do that absolutely, for you, So that you can take that and pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. Because then they're going to be coming to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but we want to help you. We know that you don't have it all figured out. But just try. And neither do we. Neither do we. <laughs> like, I'm sure. <serious. laughs> neither do we. So you can email me, mwolf, at s trap at denver.com. You can send us any questions, even mm-hmm. if it's one for yourself. But if especially if it's for someone yeah, absolutely. that you're meeting with, we would love to hear that. And... And help you help somebody follow Jesus.
0: That's right. And as we're wrapping up today, I want to leave you guys with a story. Uh, This is a story they tell in AA. And I think it is a perfect example of what it looks like to be actually helpful. So there's a guy walking down the street and he falls into a hole. And the walls are so steep that he can't get out. And then a doctor passes by and the guy shouts up, Hey you, can you help me? And the doctor writes down a prescription, throws it into the hole and moves on. Not very helpful. Then a priest comes along and the guy shouts up, Father, I'm down in a hole. Can you help me out? And the priest writes a prayer and throws it down into the hole and moves on. Not very helpful. And then one of his friends walks by and he shouts up, Hey, Joe, it's me. Can you help me out? And immediately the friend jumps into the hole and the guy in the hole says, Are you stupid? Now we're both down here. And the friend responds quietly and says, Yeah, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. It's one thing to write a prescription or to shoot off a prayer, but it's another thing to get down into the hole that we've been in before. Maybe we've gotten out. We've had people help us get out and to help somebody else out. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you this week to get down into the hole in somebody else's life and speak truth in love and be able to actually be helpful to help carry one another's burdens and help more and more people follow Jesus. I
1: love it. I love it. Yeah, let's remember that. Thanks for joining us this week. If you like this podcast, make sure you like it, share it, and we will be back with you next week.
0: See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trap again, Associate Pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com/give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and in the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.